0: Increasingly, in this country, candidates are merging the two, selling themselves like an underarm deodorant in commercials just long enough to pound in some mindless slogan that cheapens candidate and voter alike. Those early hard statements are turning into mush. Specific policies dissolve into old generalities. The voters are being asked to choose the way they choose a detergent.
1: Does a ragtag volunteer army in need of a shower somehow defeat a global superpower ragtag volunteer ragtag ragtag, rag-tag group of
0: high school kids putting on brigadon
1: ragtag ragtag ragtag
0: rag-tag. Rag-tag. The ragtag fugitive fleet good morning good night welcome to the second episode of the ragtag podcast i am blue moreno And I was planning to spend today's six or seven minutes letting you know why I'm here in this most crowded of spaces. That is going to have to wait until next week. But if I had to give it to you in one word, grassroots, and if I had to give it to you in like 115 words, I'm a career volunteer for progressive campaigns, candidates and causes. Over the past 13 years, I've literally paid my dues in airfare, motel rooms, gasoline, wah-wah, traveling the country, knocking doors, listening and talking to voters, training organizers, and meeting some of the people who work to save our fucked-up democracy every day. And while I've got a lot to say about it, I've met a bunch of smarter people who can say it better, and that's who you're going to hear from. My hope? is that by shining a light on these grassroots warriors, I can help demystify the world of political activism a little bit to get you more involved or help you bring others into this endless pain-in-the-ass but incredibly rewarding struggle. Hmm. Actually, that, that pretty much covers it. So forget what I said about next week. I'm recording this on the late afternoon of Election Day in New York City. Well, technically, it's primary day, but come on. For Democrats, almost all of today's winners will be sworn in January 1st. So here we are. For the past seven months, I have been supporting two candidates, Maya Wiley for mayor and Eliza Orleans for Manhattan District Attorney. I spent last week's episode talking to Michael Blake about Maya and her campaign to break the streak of 109 men and become the first woman, not to mention the first black woman, to run the biggest city in America. Today, a brief focus on Eliza. When the dust settles, I plan to spend some time breaking down the whole process with both candidates and some of their staff and volunteers. You'll get a sense of what the various jobs entail and what it feels like to be on the trail. First, a word, not from a sponsor, but actually from one of Eliza's direct competitors. On election Eve last night, I was doing some high traffic canvassing on the Upper West side when I saw Lucy Lang, another progressive candidate for DA. She's one of the good ones. Let me tell you, there's something so endearing and vulnerable and charming about seeing a person standing outside a busy subway station during rush hour by themselves asking strangers for their vote. So we're here on election eve. Like, how, how are you holding it together?
1: I'm going strong. This has been an incredible ride. New Yorkers are really interested and engaged in the issues. It's such an exciting and potentially transformative time for criminal justice in Manhattan, but also for all social justice issues across the city.
0: How much sleep do you expect to get tonight? What will you have for breakfast tomorrow? And what will your first stop be?
1: I have a five- and seven-year-old, so I probably will get a mediocre amount of sleep regardless of the fact that tomorrow's election day. I'm embarrassed to report that this morning I had a grazed papaya hot dog at 9.30 in the morning, but it was the best <laughs> breakfast I've had on the campaign trail. So tomorrow, I will probably have a couple cups of coffee, hit my polling location in Harlem, and uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it might be a day for a bacon, egg, and cheese. We'll see. Big day ahead. We've got to fuel up. Yeah, well, I mean,
0: after a hot dog breakfast, that's like... <laughs> (laughs) It's the only way to one up myself. That is the most New York answer ever. Thank you. Congratulations on on what you've done so far and best of luck to you. Thank you so much. Here's a piece of my conversation with Eliza Orleans. I don't imagine you have much time to reflect on anything, but how wild is it to see people not just look up to you, but believe in what you're fighting for and energize and to get out there and volunteer and organize in New York City, which is, as someone who's canvassed all over the country, it's exponentially harder than anywhere else. And you have this army of, of genuine grassroots support. There's not much grass in this city, but but you've got it.
1: It's so amazing to, um, to hear you say that. It like makes me choke up a little bit because it's so deeply meaningful to have so many supporters, people who've given their time, their energy, their hard-earned money to supporting this vision of bringing huge systemic changes to our criminal legal system that are so long overdue, so desperately needed, and and to really bring Manhattan to the right side of history. And so, you know, I am so moved by the grassroots supporters that we have and and by everyone who is in this fight with us. Um, It does, you know, I should, like you said, take a moment to just really appreciate that and what we've built with over, you know, over 10,000 individual contributions, hundreds and hundreds of volunteers um, here in New York City and across the country who are making calls, who are knocking on doors, who are talking to voters. It's so, so deeply meaningful. And, you know, I think, a lot has been said about my accessibility as a candidate and my engagement with everyone, but that, that is just who I am, and, and to, I, I hope that people feel appreciated and, and know that I recognize the, the hard work that they, that they do and have done and continue to do because that's, you know, we'd be nowhere without them.
0: Okay, one last thing. Canvassing in New York in late June sucks. You're out there sweating your titties off, holding little pamphlets, trying to get someone who's desperate to get home from work to stop and give a shit about a race they're either sick to death of hearing about or they haven't paid any attention to it at all. You end up becoming like a worse version of those Times Square barkers who are all, hey, do you like free comedy? Come down to the giggly wiggly tonight. It's the worst. It's the worst. But... It has to be done. And to all the people who do it, thank you. And on that note, let's close it out with legendary 1980s renegade political activist, Rick Springfield.